Anyone entering Cambridge today from the northwest along the Via Devana descends to the river from the only high ground truly in the city, Castle Hill. It is a modest eminence with an attractive shire hall and well-kept lawns, but no trace of the Norman castle built when Ely was overcome, and little to remind one of the earlier Roman camp or Chester from which Chesterton takes its name and probably seniority as the oldest part of Cambridge. One cannot be sure that a settlement existed on the other bank during this period. The Romans left Britain in AD 411, and not until the 7th or 8th century did the Saxons build the Great Bridge, commemorated since 1575 in the arms of the city. Jewels, a bridge, in chief, a flower de luce, gold between two roses, silver on a point, wave, three boats, sable. That the Saxon bridge replaced a Roman is an attractive supposition, though unsupported. It seems that the advantages of its geographical position were reason enough for the new settlement. The Via Divana linked Colchester with Leicester, and, it is thought, Chester as well. Aikman Street ran from the Norfolk coast near Hunstanton to the Severn, and not only was the settlement near their intersection in an era when Roman roads provided the only means of speedy travel, it also lay at the head of a waterway navigable from the sea at Lynn. The river was then tidal as far as Water Beach, a few miles downstream. Ely, with its great abbey, founded in 673, was an island of alluvial deposit, easily accessible, and so conveniently was the settlement placed that, even as late as the 17th century, a condition imposed on Cornelius Vermeiden in his task of draining the fens compelled him to preserve the waterway. Nor was the site without merit in itself. St. Andrew's Hill, Pease Hill, and Market Hill pass unnoticed as rising ground today, but their names disclose the existence of dry areas suitable for habitation a thousand years ago. Uncertainty of detail there may be, But in conjunction, these several factors do reveal a settlement known as Gruntonbridge in Saxon times, Grantabridge in the Doomsday Book, as Canterbridge to Chaucer, and, by way of such variants as Cantbridge and Cornbridge, finally as Cambridge. Moreover, it lay on the edge of the fens rather than in them, as Oxford lightly suggests when referring to her sister university as the little place in the fens. Should one pause on top of Castle Hill and climb the mound, itself a hillock attributed by some to the ancient Britons, the reward is the only worthwhile panorama of Cambridge. To the west, Maddingly Hill is not high enough to offset the intervening distance, though a splendid site for the American War Cemetery, 
and, to the southeast, the Gog-Magog Hills, by the chalk pits, do little more than overlook a sprawl of modern houses backed by a flour mill. But this view from the castle mound not only takes in that square mile or so of antiquity, it reveals in side elevation the most widely known building in Cambridge, the cliff-like wall of buttressed stone with its lofty pinnacles that is King's College Chapel. Thousands of people come to see it every year. Millions at one time and another must have heard the Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols, which is televised and broadcast at Christmas.